Yo, Cardinal Cast. Oh, if you saw my tweet right after we recorded this episode, I was debating on uh, should I post this or not. This is a wild fucking episode, but it was so fun. If you want one of those episodes where we're going to talk about business and boring shit and it's going to be one question, boom, answer, one question, boom, answer, this one's not going to be for you. If you want to feel like you're in the room hanging out with me, Ben Bader, and Paul Schiffbauer of Schiffbauer Consulting Group, Polly, on this Cardinal Cast, then this is going to be the one for you. We go deep on a lot of different things, and you're going to love this one. Please don't cancel me. Let's get into this episode. Yo, Cardinal Cast, I'm getting fucking gangbanged right now. City boys? <laughs> Yo. Uh, I'm getting gangbanged by a couple of handsome men. We got Ben Bader. First What's up, timer, ladies and gentlemen? First timer on Cardinal Cast. Definitely not our first podcast together, but this is my first time telling him what the schedule is, even though he was late. And Polly, Polly Schiffbauer, number two. Welcome back, brother. It's a pleasure. I was reviewing our first podcast, Cardinal Cast number seven, earlier this morning just to kind of get like a refresher of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason, and I realized like I'm your Eddie Bravo to date. I, this is the first <laughs> repeat guest you have. Yeah, so you're like, the fucking crazy guy that comes on and talks about how aliens are like fucking us in our sleep or whatever. Yeah, so I feel like we can potentially start a trend where every couple of months I just pop back up again and just like the fuck with like a like another like guest that you have. And my person. That was the goal of this podcast was to sort of be like, like when you get when you get uh, like a Rogan pod and it's like, um, it'll be like Burt Kreischer plus like Tony Hinchcliffe. Or they'll get, what's the other guy's name? Brian Redband. Just like sitting on the side, like kind of on the mic, but like doing other shit. Um, like, yeah. I, I like when there's like three voices and you can bounce ideas off. I think this is going to be cool. Um, but yeah, I think, so everyone knows who you are, Paulie. Let's introduce Ben for the people that may not know. Ben's not Ben's not as famous as us on Twitter. Um, okay, okay. I'm pretty no, stop it. Come on. Um, am I introducing myself? You're, you're not going to intro me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give um, it a intro. Ben is uh, Ben is one of my newest and closest friends from this uh, environment that we have here on on this side of the internet. Um, no, no homo, bro, homo. <laughs> um, he's highly against seed oils, and he's super hypocritical in all of his beliefs. He probably just drank some seed oils right before this podcast. I did. Um, he's got a jawline sculpted out of stone. <laughs> and he eats like shit and works out twice a week and is still in better shape than all of us. Dude, okay, that's not true. Anyway, have you guys ever seen somebody get stoned? Not like stone stoned, but like fucking stoned? That shit's terrifying. I think if if there were... All right, first question of the pod. Least favorite way to die. <laughs> oh, least favorite way to die. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't... See, I can go out in a fiery pit by like... 30 or 40, but like, I wouldn't want to lose like my fallacies. Like I wouldn't want to be like some dementia patient, like damn, like Paulie was a G had 500 clients and all of a sudden he's an invalid. That, that sounds like awful. Like to go out like that. It's such a slow death, but like, actually, yeah, that. like I'm thinking like real quick, but still slow for the moment. Like you're just in a lot of pain for like three or four hours. Like getting stoned might be at the top of my list. Yeah, that that or I don't know, like being like lit on fire doesn't sound cool. Like drowning probably be a little more like smooth than that. Or like even like getting like eaten alive by like feral animals or like the reverend and the bear. Like that would scare the shit out of me now that I'm like 
thinking about it out loud. Dude, there's a, like a Chinese torture mechanism where it's like they'll make you eat a bunch of cheese and then they'll put a rat on your belly and put like a thing over it so it can't get out. So it's barrel through you can bur bur like burrow through you into your belly. It's what? I don't like that. Terrifying. Imagine that. How bro? long does that take? I don't know. I've never got to be like days, right? No, they can probably get through that pretty quick, bro. A couple hours. Well, I feel like it's just the psychological trauma of it. Like, you know, that this rat's going to burrow through you at some point, but they want to start clawing. Like, no, thank you. Ugh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Polly, so me and Ben were on FaceTime the other day and we were watching the same YouTube video and it was like, we were like, how did this start again? About the stuff, the guys getting stuck. Because you were like, oh, I'm pretty stoned right now. And then I was like, oh, like actually stoned. And, and then I was like, bro, I, that would probably be a horrible way to die. Like people actually, because I was thinking like you just kind of hang there, like Jesus on the cross or something. And people just throw rocks at you. But it's even worse, bro. No, dude. So, Polly, so we watched this video. This is actually a real thing. So, like, they bury you in the ground. They, they dig like a five foot hole, right? And they, they let your shoulders and your head stick out, but your arms are trapped in the hole because they buried you. And so you can't move. You can go like this. You can bob and weave, I guess, but not really. And so like these guys are just getting pelted with like, and they're not like small stones, bro. Like they're rocks. I don't know why they call them stones, dude. It's rocks. And they just <laughs> chuck rocks at you. And it's just like, just awful. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, this and, you, and you have this like sheet over you. It's like a pillowcase that's over you. And you just can't see shit. It's like, it looks like, it's like a bull right here. Tactics. Huh? It sounds like some Al-Qaeda terrorist tactics. Bro. Yeah. It, it looks like you're in like a bull riding arena. Like everybody just circles around you and you're just standing there. Oh, I guess you're planted there and you're just like. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like third world dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated comedy, by the way. Not third world dodgeball, but dodgeball with Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh yeah Polly, you're like an old movie guy i don't really watch a lot of movies yeah I, yeah I watch anything i'll do film just because it's short and sweet i can't get into like the tv binging. like i don't know how like cats do that like if that's your thing cool but like if i watch any tv it's usually like years later or like i don't have that pressure it's not like oh shit did you watch stranger things like six <laughs> episodes over the weekend no like i just i just can't i've never been like more power to you. Just, we both we both watched Stranger Things in the first like week that it came out. What I've seen is great. I've seen like maybe two or three episodes, like here and there. Dude, it is insane. I like it is really good. I fell in love with with the entire ethos of it. Like it's just like I I wanted to like. It was one of those things where it's like you know when like teenage girls watch like, um, like an um, like a John Hughes movie and then they mm -hmm. only take to fucking Facebook. And they'll make a post about the 80s and they're like, I was born in the wrong I wish I lived back then. Yeah, I was born in the wrong like, It's like a very like traumatic movie, but it's just like they like long for that nostalgia. I know. It's so weird. Why do we do that? What is nostalgia to you? But nostalgia to me. So nostalgia to me is, I mean, part like my childhood, but also too, where it seems that something just seems cool, where like you almost can't touch it anymore. It's almost like precious, it's delicate. So like I'm really big on the late sixties and like seventies like culture. Like mm -hmm. particularly I really love like the advertising period of that point. Like to me, that's the best copywriting and like like marketing advertising that's to this day, other than some of the shit lines that like I've seen from 
you and Ben put on Twitter <laughs> that like your guys is like ads and like your websites. I was on Ben's earlier, like one of his links about like talking about like something like cancer. So you don't opt in. I'm like, that's pretty good. Do you see Wait, his Twitter where? ad? No, I have not seen his Twitter ad yet. <laughs> We're uh, Twitter ads now. Yeah. Wait, what, what did I say? It was, it was like, like um, it was on your links about like, or like email, like, or just like funnels. And it was just like, if you don't do this, something's going to happen to like your kidney or something. Like it was, it was clever. Oh, wait, I, I said that if you if you put in a fake email address that it was like bad karma and Russell Brunson was going to show up on your doorstep or something like that. Yes, it was it was very cheeky. Like it hit for me personally. <laughs> Thank you. So that, was, that was good. But I, I really like advertising from like that era in terms of how descriptive it was. But I feel like they had to be scripted to a fault. And I also like that era culturally because I feel like we lost something like that in the digital age where like people just had to live with other people like you couldn't swipe right. You had to go out to a bar and you had to go to festivals to meet chicks or just meet people in general. Where like now it's just like, I feel like it's almost way too convenient in that yeah. part. Or like back then it was like just some weird energy in that regard. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the, you said something that was like pretty on point. Like you said, you can't touch it. And there's mm -hmm. like, we value anything that's scarce and there's nothing more scarce than something that literally does not exist anymore. No matter how much money you have, you can't go back there. Yeah. You, we just like chase the idea of it. It's just like, it's almost priceless in that regard, whatever be a memory or something like a relic. Yeah. And when you can't verify that something's true, you can tell whatever story you want. So I can mm -hmm. say, I can tell Ben, Ben was born in 2001. And so I can tell Ben that back in the nineties, like I was born in 2000, first of all, whew. Yeah. I can tell Ben that back in the nineties, back in the nineties was way cooler than two thousand, dude. You just wouldn't understand. Like, just shit was just different. Yeah, I mean, I, I caught up the tail end. Like, I'm like a lower tier millennial, if you want to call it that. So I remember just like the nineties cartoons, like late nineties. But like, I'm not like full fledged nineties kid. Like, I grew up in the two thousands, like early two thousands. You're twenty eight, right? Yeah. So like, I'm on the tail end of that millennial tip. Like, I'm not a zoomer by any means. Like, yeah. So we would have been in like elementary school together if we were in the same place so like you kind of would have been the camp counselor sorry huh? sorry what is that oh, you, paul would have been the camp counselor yeah <laughs> Dude, you would have been a great camp counselor i, I could i could be still I, i'll be like a really bad one though it's just because like i'll just like be very like responsible and polite but like wouldn't give a shit but then like i just go out and just like drink on weekends with like the other female camp counselors are like like 21 22 years old that just gave me an idea. Why don't we have like online business camp where it doesn't so, have to necessarily be online business where it's like we don't just set up all these kids with dropshipping stores and just tell them to run Facebook ads. But like, it's, like it's not for like nine year olds either. But if you're like 14 to 18, I feel like you should come out with us, us three. We'll create uh, Camp uh, Market of Palooza or something like that. Yeah, create an LLC so we protect our asses waivers for live. Yeah. It's and just, just like, bring hey, all these kids out, bring what you're gonna learn. out like to the streets and just be like how would you change that billboard copy <laughs> literally though it's like have it i mean actually buy it but your county is the perfect place because we have a bunch of parks around here we go downtown new york it's just like here's some like small businesses here's some billboards and then you go back and have this different like little masterminds or lessons and then you have your cheesy camp activities but make it cool for like the teens We'd have to haze the fuck out of him. Like, yo, go talk to that fucking girl right there or you're not going to eat tonight. Yeah, well, these we, are 14-year-olds, though. <laughs> we just, we just, they're signing just, a waiver. 
you just get like one of these guys who hazes people online or money twitter just get like colty brought to do a session virtually where he just comes in like tell me about yourself and he's hazes them on the spot <laughs> <laughs> bro yeah we can do like good cop bad cop like we'll get colty bra and uh what's that other guy brute de force brute de force would be perfect yeah dude his voice is so deep he's like you guys are a bunch of pussies <laughs> living in your house at age 25 you're him and I like followed each other for a little bit and went back and forth about this like marketing and like how to be omnipresent and what you do. And then mm -hmm. he unfollowed me one day because I think I'd like talk shit on crypto because like he's like into that. And I don't know why. Maybe he thinks I'm a dork. I don't care. But like we, we all of a sudden, like, oh, damn, you unfollowed me. But, like, it's good. Yeah. It's all right. It happens, bro. It happens. I, I, I unfollowed so. Mason the other day because he was just kind of tweeting too much and it was annoying. So. Yeah, dude. Wait, Ben, you followed me before. I didn't even notice, bro. You're so small on Twitter. I didn't even realize. <laughs> so small. Let's have a day, dude. You, let's let's talk about let's talk about your recent little like inspo boost where it's like it's all of a gone. sudden it's you gone. Went, I'm not gone. You know how I knew. You know how I knew you were gonna say that because you didn't have a let's have a day tweet today. I didn't have one yesterday either. And all of my creativity, I got my gifts back for like six days, and then my powers were just stripped. So what, like, what took away your powers then? Huh? What took away your powers? I don't know. I do not know. I just, I woke up today and yesterday too, and I just had no tweet ideas anymore. And I was like, well, I'm done. You stopped becoming gonna... semen. I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> That's what semen retention is, bro. That's all your creativity. Probably right. That's you probably chewy. You got a chewy watching a movie, and then all of a sudden your tweet. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't never really bought into that. It's just like, yeah you have more energy if you don't you're not just jerking off all the time but like i don't know i felt really good after like unloading into like a beautiful woman the next day where i'm just like on a roll don't even need caffeine it's just like yep or let's keep it rolling beautiful good. Yeah. beautiful yeah. beautiful kleenex I, I, either one <laughs> same, kind of the same thing sometimes yeah dude <laughs> left hand <laughs> you ever just catch it <laughs> Roll like dice in your hand. Sometimes it happens. You get just to roll the dice. <laughs> Yo, literally. You're lying if that's not the case. <laughs> Will I get chlamydia? It's like a magic eight ball. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever had an STD knock on wood, which I'm very surprised with some of the women I've been with. This I tried to get a couple STDs, but it didn't work. Well, I've never gotten COVID, quote unquote. And like people around me, like that I know, like my neck of the woods, are like, wait. You didn't get vaccinated, one. And two, you're just rolling around in dive bars and just going to concerts and stuff, and you've never gotten COVID. I'm like, yep. And, I know. <laughs> and no STDs. No STDs, not going to look. Ben was dangerously close. Ben, you want to tell that story? <laughs> <laughs> I was there for that, Polly. Oh. Uh, okay, okay. Imagine, like, like, right before you're about to hook up with a girl. Like, you guys are both fully naked. Like, you're doing it. Like, ben, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you're context like here. This I wanted girl, to skip to the good part. No, hold on, Polly. This girl was perfect, bro. She was like a 9.8. And she He's was, on, we were on Twitter spaces together. Like me and Ben were on a Twitter space and she was like sitting on the couch with us and she like hopped on and started like spitting game and like, just like destroying all these little dorks who were trying to come up and talk to her. Like, just like reading their birth charts and everything. She was working the room. She was killing she it. Was. She's so she charming, so charismatic. And like, and we're probably... We were like a bottle of wine deep, maybe two. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I, I ended up in a good position. And 
I was like fully ready to go. And, and then she told me that she had fucking, I don't know what it was, that it herpes or some shit. And I was like, yeah, it's a no go. Well, I got a rubber. So, uh, <laughs> are we good? Rain, she was like, rain, yeah, rain. bro, I asked her, I was like, are we good? And she's like, yeah, you're probably fine. I was like, that's good enough for me. Sent it. Never got any bumps on my dick. Was I was fucking terrified for like the two weeks after. <laughs> like I think I psyched myself into thinking like it, the shit was burning because I remember Mace. I didn't want to tell you, but I was like, dude, I'm fucked. Like <laughs> I was, I was worried. Um, that shit is forever, bro. Huh? But you just yeah. took her word too. It's like she was just like not financially advice. like clear enough, but like that shit's still there. Like you can like maintenance it where the angle and spread, but like you still have it. Put makeup on it. Yeah, that too. But I think they have medication for it now where like it can like be like dormant, but like still you have herpes. You say meditation? Like, no. Uh, <laughs> medication. I'm manifesting that I don't have herpes right now. <laughs> Bro, that's probably what she does. Uh, Dude, yeah, she was definitely a manifestor. I, I know. I miss her, man. She's the best. She's the best. <laughs> one of the best like memes of money Twitter history. Was that Colty that made that one? Yeah. Yeah, about that like Jay Gatsby dude. It was like on and on for a hot minute, like about this like talking about politics, picking up women, and he's just some dude from like Southern Virginia who ate like cookout, and he was a little overweight, which is okay. You know, like my weight's fluctuated. We all have not been in perfect shape, but like he was trying like he's this like chiseled like beach in Playboy and that wasn't the case, you know, that exposed exposed hard. Who's this guy? He was Jay Gatsby. He pretty much got like totally shamed and like bullied off Twitter. Wait, and so (laughs) Colty made that meme about him? Yes, I believe so. That's how I want it. And then ever since it's just like, it's kind of run its course. I occasionally, every once in a while, like I laugh, like I'll tweet out a picture of him that people were like sharing, like she was the best man. Because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yo, Polly, do you have a story of one that got away, like a chick from your past life, maybe? Oh, whew. Let's see. Do you do you miss anyone who was the best man? Oh, not really. To be honest with you, I, actually, I thought about this the other day. So, like, I had a not even an ex, but like, I I like the word ex at this point. Long term former girlfriend, first real love, almost three years. Thought we were gonna do the whole X Y Z thing. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm totally cool with it. Like, her and I, totally two different people, you know, which would have not worked out. She's mm-hmm. kind of an NPC normie, but I mean that in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, her, I'm completely different person than when I was with her. At first, yeah, she's the one that got away. Just because, like, I couldn't, like, change things. It just became who she wanted to be or who she wanted me to be. Um, I'm thinking about other chicks, though, of now, the, the ones I've hooked up with later have been really crazy, which has almost been a blessing where they've gone away one direction or another. We talked about a little bit of that on our, your last installment. Um, then your vice was wild women. Yeah, yeah, no. Just like the yeah, the chaos just kind of attracts me. Um, not, not, I can't really pinpoint one that got away, to be honest with you. Where the fuck, damn, if I did XYZ different, she would be with me. It, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Gotcha, man. By the way, if your arm's getting tired, that mic's not even plugged in. So you can just put oh, that in. <laughs> perfect. It's not? Your audio's great. You don't need a mic. But I just I was about to say, like, I'm not even, like, look, okay. let me see real quick. Hilarious. It's not even rolling. And that is <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It's registering, but it doesn't even say it is. I'm like, 
I mean, do I sound great? You sound great, dude. Yeah, I would I'm say. I'm not even plugging this in then. We're not changing the audio quality. Yeah, you just throw that. You're just holding it the whole time as a placebo. That's even better. I mean, I didn't know. I thought it was automatically souped up with Zoom. So I've done, I loaded up today this content. I've done other two other like podcasts today, like hopping on guests. This is the one I've been looking forward to the most. So like I had it hooked up earlier on the first one. It probably wasn't hooked up on the second one then, which is even more hilarious because I asked <laughs> the audio good. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, dude, this is one of two podcasts today for me too. I have one at 6.30. It's a live one. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's going to be sick. With Cobra Tate? Huh? Is it with Cobra Tate? Oh, I wish, dude. Emergency meeting. Get me on there. I got to ask, just if you don't have to go into detail, but I remember we recorded our podcast and like the next day I saw him tweet about you. I'm just like, what is going on right now? Uh... Did he come at you with the DMs? I can't say too much, but yeah, we were in a Telegram chat. Words were exchanged, and he told me, tweet this, and it goes away. I tweeted it, and then he said, cool, drinks one day in Miami. That's what he said. Yeah, and outside looking in, I don't know too much about him. Like, I followed him for a minute, but like he's definitely like connected to like mafias in other countries, like legitimately. Yeah, well, that's why he owns his casinos, as far as I know. Uh, yeah, no, he's like actually the real deal holy feelers, even if it might be a little more shady behind the scenes. No disrespect if for some reason one of his like ops are list- going to listen to this long term. You know there's so many HU students that listen to this, bro. Like, Oh, no. Yeah, no, th- absolutely. I believe it. Are you guys in HU? No. Oh, you are, yeah? I am, yeah. I'm a student. <laughs> Was that part of the parameters? Huh? What do you think so far? Oh, in order to make it go away, I have to join. No, 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 no. No, I um, I joined recently. I joined a couple of weeks ago because I wanted to. I wanted to get a live count on how many people he had, just because like I love dreaming about how much money people have. <laughs> like not like pocket watching or any weird shit, but I'm just like, like I just I saw the number was like 128 thousand today or something like that, and I just put in my calculator 128 thousand times 50. And what he's making a month is just fucking disgusting. It makes me want to puke. So I DM'd him. I don't know if it was a ghostwriter or what. His previous account before it got banned. Mm-hmm. I just tweeted at him because I saw he like popped up on Barstool Sports. I'm like, this motherfucker's everywhere. Because Barstool's like the, one of the biggest platforms in general for podcasting and just like platforms. And I'm like, I'm like, this dude like doesn't follow me. I don't follow him. I'm like, you're literally the best marketer of the past 20 years, maybe outside Donald Trump. And then, like, him and I are going back and forth. He's like, why aren't you in the war room? I'm like, yeah, that, that wasn't him. Me an application link. That wasn't like, him. Know if it was him or, like, one of his, like, ghostwriters or handlers or what. Yeah, he has setters. So sometimes yeah, what I would imagine. It, he'll, like, tweet, like, DM me. My DMs are open. Ask me any question for the next 30 minutes. And then he'll hook up some of his war room guys. And they get paid on commission. So if they bring someone in, then um, they get paid, obviously. And that's what I anticipated that DM exchange was. So I think they have like loaded answers to questions because I asked, and this is before everything happened. I asked him a question. I was like, what's up, Uncle Tate? How's it going? Um, <laughs> Did you yeah. say that? Yeah, I think he liked it. Um, <laughs> and then um, I was like, how do you know like what a good man is in, in like the current age? And he just gave me some like, whoever it was, it wasn't him, obviously, just gave me some like bullshit answer. And then I was like, cool, thanks, man. He's like, why aren't you in the war room? Yep, like, that's what he did to me. I'm like, I don't know. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. Yo, did you get like an inside look at the affiliate structure and how that shit works? No, I have um, not. It's it's just like it's just Gumroad. So like he's just like, yo, fucking take this, get your affiliate link and start shilling my content. Well, he like he teaches 18 modern wealth creation techniques. Why'd you just start saying that? Like in- are, are you an affiliate right now? wealth creation techniques and he like he teaches affiliate marketing but he doesn't teach like show my stuff he says like this is what affiliate marketing is you can do it on amazon you can do it on click you can do it on whatever you want i mean if you want to do it for us and you want to like solidify the mission do it for hustlers university because you're going to make you know five dollars every single time and it's going to be so easy because the product is amazing it's so easy to market all you got to do is post a couple fucking tiktoks and so I he's imagine in that regard, because because he's everywhere. I saw not to cut you off, just someone tweet the other day. Like he has nine point nine billion mentions. Andrew J. Tate hashtag on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Apparently, over the past week, it's up a billion. Mm-hmm. A yeah, billion. he's going like crazy. And he, if you look at his social blade for his Instagram, his Instagram following has grown colossally. Like he's getting like some days he's getting like a hundred thousand followers a day. Like it's ridiculous. Just blasting off. Last couple of months, he's grown from like I think it was like 800k or something to like 3.8 million. Like he's just he's so he's growing so fucking fast. I miss the days when he was just like known in our little corner of Twitter and nobody else knew about him. And now he's gone. He's gone mainstream. Dude, I, I saw him like, just beating up people in London. It was hilarious. Yeah. Dude, I like I I was in an argument the other night because I was talking to these dudes who were like, we were talking about Tate. Somehow he just came up because you literally can't have a conversation with another male these days without talking about Andrew Tate. Yeah, people I never thought would bring it up or bring him up, which is like, I know. it's crazy. And they were like, they're like, what do you think of Andrew Tate? I personally think he's a goon. I don't think he's very smart. I think he's just acting. Duh, duh, duh. I'm like, bro, he's like, brilliant. I know this guy. Like I have more information than you do. I'm telling you he's the real deal. I'm telling you that he believes everything he says. He's not fucking around. He's not dumb. He's very fucking smart. Like, if you think he's dumb, you are probably dumb. I mean, his like, father was. You know those? You know the bell like, curve? Man, I met him. You know the bell curve where it's like the dumb people on this end are like, Andrew Tate is a genius. And then as you go up, it's like, <laughs> Andrew Tate is a sexist idiot. And yeah, then the left. Very smart people. Yo, you got to make that meme. That would actually perform so well. Like, if you post that anywhere, it could be a cover art for like a promo for this podcast. Who's <laughs> at him? Yeah, I don't even know what what Twitter account is real anymore. Like he has yeah, so many getting, like, like I I don't think any of the new ones are him. Um, I there's one that I think is because it's original ideas that sound like him. Morpheus Resist. I think that's the only real one. I, I don't think, think that one's him because he followed me. Like right when they built the right when they made the new account, they followed me, and he's never followed me. Before. Maybe you're worthy though. Now then, then he unfollowed me. Could be in the war room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I knew. Yo, we, should have, we should have money Twitter superlatives, like end of year awards. Like, I would love this to be like a commentary on that or just like a presenter. Most likely to fall into a Ponzi scheme or most likely, I don't know. We have some. Where we like, we could have like, we live stream it, but like a couple of us get together and like we have this presenters and I just like have people like this, like. Either fly or come in virtually via Zoom. Like, oh, thank you so much for the war. You have like low fits just coming in. <laughs> we need beautiful women too. They're just like walking around with the with the signs of the award. Mm-hmm. Ring girls, yep. Yes. So 
one thing, and we'll get off the Cobra Tate train. I really do hope he ends up fighting Jake Paul with all this like clout build up. Bro, that that shit would be like like the Super Bowl for money Twitter. Would be fucking insane. You know how the hundreds of us would actually like. I would go. I would that totally go. Yeah. I would pay. I would pay five thousand dollars for that ticket. Seriously, this is him knock out Jake Paul. Yeah, and it would probably be in like Miami or Dubai. It'd be one of those two. No, and he would potentially do that. It's like I'm doing something where like I'm going to have some like home field advantage. I think he'd be in America. There's more money in America. Yeah, he knows that too. Yeah, really he's kind of Romania. Yeah. Um, no, that would be fucking insane. I tweeted that. I said. And that was before, like, it was after he had called him out, but it died down because, like, at the time when Tate called him out, Tate called Jake Paul out, like, Tate was kind of no one. Like, he was just starting to come up. Get the following going. And I feel like that's where, like, he put the wheels in motion. Like, nah, I'm going to get on your level. Yeah. And, um, and like, he, um, I said, I said, I think this fight is going to happen in the next few months. I would put money on it. And everyone was, they're like, no, you're an idiot, bro. Like, I said. I give it a six and nine months at this point. Huh? I give it six to nine months max at this point. If it's gonna I happen, too. Actually, last thing on the Tate thing because I know we yeah we probably should move on. But the craziest thing that I heard from him was when he was on the Nug podcast. He said that what he's doing right now with the internet is only phase one of his plan. Um, which I think is like it just makes me want to watch more because it's like, well, what else is gonna happen? He's he's literally getting higher trends than like long-standing like pop culture figures right now. For real. Yeah. What do you guys think is like next? Like what what is he gonna do that's like big? Like he's conquered the internet. I saw someone said something wow, I just don't think this is legally possible. Someone's like he's gonna run for like some kind of US political office. I think he's actually like a naturalized UK citizen, which that'd be almost impossible for him to do. He doesn't believe in the government though. That's what I'm saying. But here's the thing, it's just like not to get too political, it's just like we're ending this weird nationalist phase, at least in the United States. We're like Okay, yeah, Donald Trump elected. Who's the next nationalist candidate who's like not a part of like the political insider sphere? I just don't think he like he would get the power that he wants. Yeah, I don't think that would be the play. I don't know. Maybe it's something leveraging like the connections people inside of Foster's University and War Room. Like I don't know what that would actually look where like. he like literally becomes like a billionaire through like acquisitions and whatnot. Or like some way to take down the education system. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting because he I, he talks about that a lot. Yeah, and because everyone you've seen so many people try to do that, but they don't have the clout and or like platform that he does to do it. Yeah, it's like dudes will tweet like, "Oh, college is bullshit," and get like hey. on Twitter. Oh, wait, did you hey, say I, that? Probably. I think we all. have. <laughs> yeah i don't think college is bullshit i think it's worth it for some things i think it depends on what you're trying to do but i got my bachelor's it was worth it i wasn't i didn't have my teeth ready and sharp at the time so it was worth it for me Polly, were you cool in college or were you in uh, a growing phase yes and no to that answer so growing phase for me personally outside looking in but so i went to your college in good old york pennsylvania like 20 25 minutes from me I commuted, saved money. I got a nice scholarship. I would go visit friends at like different universities and colleges around me where I would go party and do the whole thing. And I would like make friends on campus originally where I would do the same thing. I remember really my sophomore year. It's when people would start getting the frat recruiting. And then like, I was seeing people who I went to high school with who were getting like rushing in frats at the time. 
Uh, ben, I heard you're a former frat star. I but, did all right. But I was just like. He's the king. He's being humble. Ben was the king. I can see it, though. Like, you, you, got, you got that, like, sauce about you. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like, <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> but, like, I remember I'm just like, these are just dorks I went to high school with. I'm like, I was a fucking nerd myself. But it's like, I would not pay money to be a part of the same fucking fraternity Alex Mox is a part of. Like, fuck that. Like, that is a joke. So, like, I, that was, I was resistant in that way, just to seeing the people being recruited and joining these, like, fraternities and, like, on the more, like, like, regional level smaller colleges even like psu like penn state and then two i'm just like i commute and then three i've always been a person i don't like people telling me what to do and i heard about a lot of like the rushing protocols of different rats i'm like uh -uh. i'll be one of those who would like make it in and end up getting kicked out within a year just because like the fraternity president does not like me because i'm just like putting not putting up many bullshit but i would get when i would visit other universities penn state Shippensburg, which is a small one, big party school by me. Millersville would be like, hey, Paul, <laughs> what, what, what fraternity you're part of? I'm like, um, and I would just make up something. I'm like, that's not a frat. I'm like, yeah, not. It's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not a part of fraternity. They're like, what? Yeah, Alpha they were like shocked. Deltoid. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just like shocked. Yeah, as, as, and Ben, jump in here if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, the, the doing what everyone tells you to do is really only like three or four months if that yeah. and then you kind of get like a baseline level of freedom and then like in the next year you are the one telling people to do what you yeah want. no it's it's true but those three to four months it's you're listening to fucking everything they tell you to do like you're getting lot you're doing laundry you're getting food you're like you're a nanny for three or four months like it's absurd and it's then a, you also get hazed so yeah, don't get me wrong like i've known people who like join fraternities that have great relationships that come out of part of there's a lot of positives of being a part of fraternity while in college or university maybe in like in a multiverse i'm a frat lord right now but like now <laughs> it, it just wasn't for me in like this lifetime i feel like paulie if you were in a frat you probably want to be one of those dudes that just like never graduates and you're just like king of the hill for like yeah, like yeah i'm fifth sixth year just like we're, we're just chilling I'm, I'm getting my mba now i'm so part of the frat yeah you're like, like a ninth year junior, junior. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ben, if you could go back and, and do it again, or how about this? If your son was going to a frat, what advice would you give him? Um, it's a good question. I'd say just like take initiative and fucking have balls. Um, like it kind of forces you to get uncomfortable being in or get comfortable being in uncomfortable situations. Like you you're just put in positions where like you would never normally put yourself in like whether it's even just talking to girls like having to go up and talk to, ch to chicks at like a darty or some shit like just always being on the clock and having to manage learn how to manage your time you're gonna just innately learn valuable life skills like as weird as it is i do think it actually really helps a lot of people's development a lot of people that are also just like so immersed in frat culture that it just like clouds their entire actual personality but i think it was good for me i think for somebody that like i don't know if you can kind of hold your own and you want a way to kind of help you get out of your shell a little bit more it's a good it's a good thing so it's a great net positive on society i like that 
Yeah, pretty smart guy, Ben. Side note, uh, Mason, I really like your crew neck. I saw it was like um, the Newport vibe, free smoke. Yeah, baby. This is uh, Andrew Schultz, one of my favorite comedians. He's the man. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you guys like him? Yeah, I, I didn't know it was directly for him, but like I just saw like the typography. I didn't know it was directly for like Newport or what. So if you put a spin on that, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't even know what free smoke is, bro. I've never heard him say that, but I have a hat too. It says the same thing. That's pretty cool. I like it. I thought it was like actual Newport, like like. No, like, that'd be sick, dude. Honestly, I'm on a mission to collect like a bunch of like really cool like sweaters and jackets from like the olden days, like retro shit. I have this Tommy Tommy Hilfiger sweater that everyone who knows me like knows that it's my favorite. It's big as fuck, like it's massive. Like I always have to tuck it in, and it still looks like I'm wearing a dress. Um, just because it's like I got it on like I think it was Poshmark or something like that. It's just like the sickest thing ever. That's good spot for stuff like that, like Grail, Poshmark, or like these like independent like Instagram accounts. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that where it's like yeah, because they're not gonna sell that anymore. Like you have to buy it secondhand. And yeah, I think, like, there's like a cool thing i've never been to like a real consignment shop like one of those ones in like nyc or la like it's gonna have some gems in there and it's probably gonna be like really expensive but like i think there's something cool the same way that there's like value in like secondhand watches like who has worn this like what stories has this watch had i think the same is kind of true for clothes yeah no i agree with you on that i'll even go to like a thrift store and i'll find like leather jackets that like look like they were worn by like some mafia dude because i'm sure that they were i my city is the city i'm from is like pretty bad for like mafia shit like i used to work at a banquet hall and the banquet hall was run by these two italian dudes um and so it was like two brothers and then the old guy he was like in his 70s and he'd been around forever and he's kind of like um paul cicero from goodfellas where like he doesn't move for anybody um and he just kind of sits there and like his, his sons do the work. And we used to do these, like, so we'd have like normal weddings and whatever, stuff like that, like summer parties, like people just book out halls. But there were a couple weddings that we did where we told like the price tag was like in the eight figures. Like it was like insane, like weddings, like wow. it wasn't even for it would be like some dude's like daughter. And like, it's like, it's all these like old school mafia guys that haven't had a name or anything in like decades because like it kind of died down in like the late 90s was when it stopped popping up so much it's not really part of the culture anymore but back then it definitely was so all these dudes have just been sitting on someone's money and they have to get rid of it because they can't really use it for anything they can't use it you can't report the irs you gotta spend it some way exactly so like it's like yeah these like 12 million dollar weddings like and i was it was crazy you all get tipped out i think there was one night i made like 800 bucks in tips fucking insane yeah so having a tenth of a bar mitzvah look at you (laughs) yeah anyway so the point the point of that was like sometimes you get cool jackets that have cool stories and they're probably from some mafia dude and whatever i steal clothes from homeless people for that exact reason (laughs) 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 like i need it more than you do fuck it oh i'm tired i don't have water i don't have food shut the fuck up and give me your shirt that was literally like the scene American Psycho when like Bateman goes up to that like black homeless guy and he's like, "You disgust me." And this is literally like awesome in the alley, and that's when like, "Oh shit, Patrick Bateman's a little demented." And that's when like the whole movie like turns. Yeah, <laughs> all because all because some had a nicer business card than he did. Yeah, that was the that was the impetus for that. 
<laughs> some dude has a nicer business card than you and you go out and kill a homeless guy. If I ever see somebody with a nicer funnel than me, I do the same shit. <laughs> I need to steal somebody's fucking lunchbox today. You should have seen this funnel. It was a glorious bastard. It had triple sequences. <laughs> yeah. So listen. You should have seen this fucking VSL. Babe, come and see my tripwire. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you want to opt into this? <laughs> Babe, go through my customer journey. If American Psycho is made today, like the line, I got to return some videotapes will be replaced with, I got to go record a podcast. <laughs> I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> so she's spot on. That was scary. Yo, and he'd actually be using disco in the fucking skincare routine. <laughs> I think we actually like photoshopped that in for another email. Um, we actually, that bro, when I was with disco, we got so many fucking cease and desist because of ideas that I had. Really? That's oh, when you know God. you're a brilliant marketer. <laughs> we, got, we got one from Old Spice because we used um, we used the guy. I think it was Terry Crews, if not the other guy. I can't remember his name. I think yeah, it was yeah, the black guy. It was like British. Yeah. The man your man could smell like. I think it was that guy. And we had him. And instead of Old Spice in the back, it was a bunch of, it was a line of disco. And someone on the team, Old Spice team, saw that, sent a fucking letter. Um, there was also a pop-up that we did for a while. It was uh, Blue Steel, Zoolander. Oh, that's brilliant. And yeah, so Ben Stiller's team reached out and they were like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so there was like, I think there were three or four instances where like we got letters from someone telling us to stop. But I mean, like they do eight figures. They're not really worried. <laughs> no, it's, it's cost doing business at that point. Yeah. And also like, that's the thing where it's like, if you're a real savage, you'll do something until someone tells you to stop. Because Most I'm people sure aren't going to sue you if you stop. Pardon? Most people aren't going to sue if you stop. But also like people will avoid doing things and not even try um, because they're worried about what's going to happen. Like someone, they're worried that someone's going to tell them to stop. We'll just do it until someone tells you to stop. Yeah. And then stop. So like, at that point, it's just like, there's no precedent at that point. They stopped. Yeah. And then you is made some like a universal rule, like just, just do it until they say stop. Or... Wait, 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 where are you going with this? Like, you, you know, you just said do it until they tell you to stop. And then when they That's tell what you, to stop, but like, oh, I guess does that, does that like apply to everything or yes, yeah, everything, everything except for one thing, yes. Disclosure. Yeah, dude. What's your safe word, Polly? Um, so this one chick I, I dated real briefly earlier this year. It was pants here duck. It's a safe phrase. What is it? Pan seared duck. Pan seared duck. Yes. So it wasn't just a word. It's just like you say a phrase. So like, it's clear we shouldn't be doing this or we need to get out of the situation right now. Do you know how fucking insane safe words are? Like, do you know why that's a thing? We did it jokingly because she was a nutcase. No, no, no. I'm saying the reason we have safe words and the safe word is not just stop is because some people actually like stop. Like that's like a thing. That's like a kink for them. And really? so if they stop, they're not going to know if it's part of the act or if it's actually a real thing. Wait, and so, so that's why you have, have like a condition where they get turned on by the words stop. Fancy or duck. We yeah. she never used it. We just used it jokingly. Like it was almost so erroneous to you say a long phrase, so like it never got brought up. 
<laughs> just recite the fucking like Lord's Prayer. <laughs> That's the safe the safe phrase. I had one in my tw- early twenties when my boys and I would go to like different like house parties or like we would text each other or say this like very like nonchalant. This is loose butthole. And we just leave. Uh-huh. Like the party is beat. Like we get, get the fuck out of here. Like this is like why we're at this bar, why we're at this house party. This is loose butthole. Like we need to leave right now. <sighs> Have you guys ever had to use a safe word? Like under what conditions? Like if you're into that. Generally, no, no. Like yeah, in like, never... like sexual dynamic, absolutely not. Okay. So like I think like the only situation where it could have worked for me, like, you know, when when she's on top, like what, what, and she just doesn't know what she's doing. You feel like your dick's going to break. Yeah. Like that's a situation where you could just be like pineapple and then they'll just like, <laughs> but dude, like guys don't need safe words, dude. Not necessarily. Dude, I mean, I've gotten like some break? real nasty Charlie horses in my day where like, I wish I used a safe word looking back on it. Like I need to stop right now for like at least five minutes. No, like, but you just stop it. Like you are in control. Are you oh not? yeah. And at this point, yeah. You just like, yeah, you just kind of pick her up. Bump her off the bed. <laughs> Halftime. We're taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. had a chick one time. I hooked up with her one and only time. She was a little cuckoo, but she literally said, first time hooking up, and it was first and only time. She's like, punch me. And I was just like, time to take you home now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why didn't you just why did you play one? Now I probably would have punched her in the face, but she was actually like someone to high school with her. It was like a college break kind of thing. <laughs> like winter break, she's home, we hang out. One thing led to another. She legitimately wanted to get punched in the face. Yeah, and I knew she was a little off, so I'm like, I'm not gonna punch you in the face. No, this is not back words, a couple years now. Last words were punch me, and she just <laughs> And I was just like, no, and she's like, no, we're not doing this. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, let's take it home now. And I drove her home. I'm just like, I'm not doing this. That was it? Yeah, I was like, not doing this. Holy did why you like put her in the back home? seat and like <laughs> like tie her hands up on the yeah, way home? Double off. seat belter? Just like cross, cross? <laughs> I could have and gotten away with it. Would I probably do it now? High probability, knowing who I am now, but just, it wasn't worth the risk at the time because I knew she was just kind of a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. People <laughs> didn't see me spin my like finger by my head with the audio, but it wasn't worth like the allegations years later. Oh, he yeah, punched, yeah. punched me in the face. You need camera footage. You need you need to get a voice note of her saying, Paul Schiffbauer Jr., owner of Schiffbauer Consulting Group. Today is, in the face. today is August 4th, 2022. And I hereby demand that you punch me in the face. Bitch. <laughs> it's funny, like, this is random pop culture reference. I was watching old episodes of the Chappelle show and they had a skit like from early 2000s about like, like the love, it's literally called the love contract. It was like before, like, I think the, um, what episode was it? It might've been before like the Clayton Bixby sketch, which is like infamous, but like literally it was just like, here's the love contract. This is what, or that or the Rick James one. It was just like, sign this, sign this. Do you want to do anal? Say yes or no. And then, yeah, sign it, consent. And like, this is like early 2000s, like him, like this, like parodying this, like hookup culture. 
he was ahead of his even, time. Even more relevant now. Just, just like, what did you do with somebody? Like, it's just like totally erroneous. There's, there's this Kobe enthusiasm. You know, Kobe enthusiasm. There's this episode where um, Larry had like some sexual harassment allegation because he told one of his employees who was a woman, um, what did he do to her? I think he like accidentally hit her in the face or uh, I don't remember what happened was the first incident, but he had later in the show, he like took this girl home and he filmed everything. And like, before he would do anything, he would go up to the camera and say like, I'm going to ask her now if it's okay for me to remove her dress and then go back and then do it. And then like proceed and just go back from there. So it's uh, (laughs) a tricky, uh, tricky situation. So you just gotta watch who you, you um fornicate with, whatever be chlamydia in Ben's case, or just like punching the face. It, it, okay, it was just herpes. Let's relax here. She's, <laughs> she's not dirty. Are you fucking kidding me? She is a woman of God. It's, <laughs> it's haram. That's haram. Herpes is accidents. <laughs> chlamydia is on purpose. Oh, uh, I'd totally run it back too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Like, you know what? I'm gonna text her. You should. Miss, you, you're you're gonna hear the send sound. Miss you, BB. This this and then just send a link to the wafer you song by like Future and Drake. This is like, I do shit like that. Like I'll send songs to chicks. I like I have to talk to in a lot of to fuck with them. Psalms or songs? Oh, songs! Like literally, just like random YouTube links or like Spotify links, just to fuck with them a little bit. Oh, I thought you meant like Bible verses, like songs. Oh no, no, not not songs. No, I'm not that haram. <laughs> Should I send her like a song titled like "Dirty" or like I don't know? Uh, well, she knows he's dirty. Maybe you can apply it in a different way, but like uh, definitely, he's ashamed of it. She's not like she's not like a she's not like one of those where it's like. I'm proud. Maybe if you could drink and wine with her, maybe send UB40 red wine. Where it goes like, red, red wine. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to send her a picture of Magic Johnson. Thanks, though. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's AIDS, bro. Close enough. I had this one bull I knew up in Penn State. He went out to the, it was called like Club Indigo at the time. Dancing with this badass chick, like total dime piece. Takes her back before they do anything. He's she's like, I have HIV. And he's just like, No. <laughs> like, we're not doing this at all. Like, please leave my apartment. Yeah. That's, that one. that's one line I won't cross. I'll cross, I'll cross a lot of fucking lines. But no, no, I'm glad he did. I was just like, oh, holy shit, I've not experienced that. Like, knock on wood. At least she said something before, like they even did anything. You always think that it's gonna be fine when you're in the heat of the moment, and then like as soon as you have that clarity, post clarity, you're like, you know what, dude, I might have fucked up. Like you'll leave it in probably three pumps after you should have pulled out, and then you're just like, fuck, dude, like, no, okay, nah. I mean, (laughs) I was thinking more like, doesn't matter what you have. You're talking about you're talking about just leave it in, like every now and then, like like you know, I'll, I'll be going right and it's good and I'm just like I'm, I'm bad at nut, but like then I just like stay in like probably an extra 
1.73 repeating seconds longer. Which is enough to like cause like lifetime altering consequences. <laughs> but in the moment, it's really cool. <laughs> but in the moment, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. That's when you like DoorDash and or like Uber deliver like Plan B in the morning. Yeah. Dude, it's like peeing in a pool. You know what I mean? It just feels so good. Yeah, that's literally what it is. That's the perfect analogy for it. <laughs> Dude, peeing in a pool is sometimes better than sex. I'm not going to lie. I've done it once or twice, and it's very like, liberating. I don't do it often because I'm not like a peer. <laughs> do you drink water? Yeah, I've never, like, you know, you hear, like, some people, like, piss themselves when they drink. I've never done that. Never been a pisser. I just occasionally, like, you get sick or yak, but, like, I don't really do that often either. It's just. Oh, puking in a pool is fucking foul. You can't do that. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, you get kicked out for that. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, per- permit ban. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> I pooped in a bathtub one time. Wow. I did that too. When you were a little kid. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, I was younger than I am now. Oh, like 13, 14? 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. If my mom is listening to this, which she probably is, she'll know. Um, I was like three or four. And uh, is she Mrs. No, that's my dad's name. She's an independent woman. She goes by uh, her maiden name, Mrs. Tate. Uh, are you still working hard? <laughs> like persona career? Pardon me. Are aren't is like a goal of yours to like make her like a fitness like influencer in some like micro retrospect? Yeah, she's going to be a millionaire, like a hundred percent. I'm going to change her life. It's it's a weird dynamic that we have right now <laughs> because like. I don't know. I mean, for the first 23 years of my life, I was going to her for advice. Now I'm pretty much set. She taught me well. Now she's asking me questions like, what's CAC? What's COGS? I'm like, don't worry about that, mom. You're not running ads. Um, and she's like talking about like sales techniques. And I'm like, damn, like you're going to be a, like, bro, she is, she is a woman. Like she knows what she's doing. She's very fucking smart. She's very well smoke, smoking, very well spoken. Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, isn't Freud the guy who invented that shit in the first place? Yes, that's why I said Freudian slip. Wow, that's a fucking triple entendre there, Paul. Wait, why? I didn't get that one. Oh, it's all right, Ben. I'm sorry, now we're done. We're going to keep going. Um, okay, wait, so- most of the listeners didn't get it either. Come no, on. No, they did. They they're dumber than me. I am smarter than 97% of everybody ever, and I didn't get it. So that means like 97% of our listeners didn't get it. Come on. Bro, you dropped out of college in the like the first eight months. I stayed three years. Polygon. I'm only one with a bachelor's degree on this goddamn podcast episode, damn it. Yeah. I know yeah. who Freud is. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll fucking bachelor. start there. Yeah. All right. Freud. Holy fuck. Polly, should we explain the joke? Well, I'm not for the listeners out there because I uh, yeah, yeah, just for them. Maybe, like I get it. I get I it. Think I'm just if not, if, if Ben really wants to hear it, maybe just elaborate a little further. Okay. All right, so basically a Freudian slip is when you like accidentally say something that you mean, um, even though you didn't want to say it. And then Freud is the one who basically invented the theory that like every man is looking for a woman who's kind of like his mom. Like, yeah, anyway. So, I mean, it was really funny, wasn't it, Polly? Super funny? Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah. weird. Yeah, Ben is not. It's not funny. that funny to me. Or this episode is sponsored by um, Omayan Bullet Bourbon and uh, Casa Cigars. Sorry if I just had the platform. 
That looks like the type of bottle you put in a paper bag, bro. It's a big boy. You see how big that is? That's like, it's bigger than your head. Can we get it to scale? You see that? It's bigger than my head. I have a big head. Oh, yeah, bro. Holy shit. How big is your head, Polly? It's very big. So like, um, I think how bigger is like I grew. It wasn't like proportionally it was a lot like smaller in like childhood photos. Like I was showing this girl Casey at the bar the other night. I have a ritual where my Mondays are always my busiest days, and I go for like a twelve dollar steak night at a local diet. This one Casey I never met up with me like it's good steak. She's like, yeah. So she's like, for some reason, like showing some old picture of mine got brought up. I'm like, yeah, I used to be a lot cuter when I was like a kid. It's like oh, I'm sure you were. Da, 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 da. You know the whole nine. Which I was, I probably, I told her I could used to be probably like a Neutrogena model. Not anymore. Very average looking, above average looking, and then I look like 10 years older than I actually am. Right <laughs> yeah, bro. I think alcohol makes your head big. Mm-hmm. My ears are big. I heard it's because I ate too many carrots. <laughs> I think your it's your hair. I mean that respectfully. Uh-huh. Your ears are big, and I mean that respectfully. I have like pointy, like the elf ears going on. Your ears look normal, Mason. If we're being completely honest, like they look symmetrical to like the size of your head. Yeah. No, Mason, your ears are small. You should be insecure about that. Ben, how are your ears so big, and you still can't listen to our jokes and get them, bro? What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you guys want to talk about marketing? No, we can. Um, what do you want to talk about? Have you been seeing a lot of people get killed on your Twitter feeds like recently? Does oh. that happen? I swear, like probably once a week, I'll see like somebody get killed on Twitter. Not like people we know, it'll just be some horrific video of somebody like getting stabbed or getting stoned or oh, getting stoning with uh, YouTube. Okay, well, Who are you following, bro. Like the, the stabbage, the fucking um, what did I see yesterday? So this was in, um, was it Africa? No, they don't have cars in Africa. Um, <laughs> That's a stab I've ever heard one. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? What country? It was some third world. It was Brazil. It was Brazil. Um, and they made killing motorcyclists legal if they had just like committed a crime. Like you, I guess there were like gangs of, of people that would ride motorcycles and they'd just pull up on people, kill them and rob them. And, and so they, that was a, a big problem. So they made it legal. Typically these people are fucking erroneous. So what's this fucking, if they cut you off in traffic or do something, we're just, you can ram them without ramifications. <laughs> right. So they made it legal to just fucking hit these people with your car. And I cool, watched honestly. a compilation of like, 50 people on motorcycles just get lit the fuck up. And this one guy, this one guy, he got, he got hit and he like flips over like this and he lands and he gets up and then you can see him. This is going to sound horrible with the audio. Sorry guys. Um, Sorry listeners. Cause I'm like doing a demonstration live, but <laughs> he's, he's like limping and you can't even, his leg is just, his leg is just fucking in half. It was disgusting. But um, yeah, sometimes I see bad stuff on my timeline. So what does that have to do with marketing? <laughs> it got my attention. Okay. Was there a call to action? Buy my cyclist killer 3000. <laughs> no, Donate to the, uh, the unprivileged cyclists of Brazil. 
No, you guys know like the the Michigan ads, how like it'll be like snow, like beautiful snow. And then like at the end, it'll just say pure Michigan. It was like that, like the, the compilation at the video, it was like Razian. Like, <laughs> Dude, that'd be a great ad if like, if you were selling like, I don't know, Ram TRX or something like that. Big ass truck. And you're just like, you want to, you want to kill more motorcyclists in Brazil. Get a TRX. 702 horsepower underneath that hood 6.2 liter v8 supercharged think about how many underage women you can fit in the back of this thing <laughs> four doors for more horse <laughs> bro in brazil in brazil like underage is like cool who's yeah, right or Shout out. holy fuck i'm cutting this out <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we do have a a mutual friend who i believe lives in brazil and I think the sole purpose that he moved for is so that you can like hit on 15 year olds, but whatever. Well, Hey, that's, that's him. To me, it's just like, I don't judge people who do that at this point. Just don't involve me in it. Yeah. Here's their <laughs> evil. They're evil. This is not my problem. <laughs> I don't want to do it by any means, but like, I don't want to be involved in it. I mean, that's like the thing where it's like, if you, um, if you are in a country where the age of consent is like, 15 is it i mean by american standards yeah it is wrong and it's I, not that retrospects and illegal but it's just like where do the ethics apply elsewhere in the world yeah i mean like yeah like isn't it kind of crazy how you can marry like a 29 year old can marry like a young girl in like somewhere in the middle east and if they want a vacation to america it's like wrong I mean, I was just at Rolling Loud in Miami. They allow 16 plus to attend. Oh, no. Very clear which girls were underage in the crowd. Like, I, I just, like, pinpoint, like, underage, underage, underage. And I ever heard, like, these two girls who were, like, behind me in the pit at one point, like, on, on the one day, where you sell braces the whole night. Like, they look young. I'm thinking, one, no, your, your children. Until I ever heard her, was like, Talk to a friend. That guy just groped me. I'm like thinking to myself, why the fuck are you here then? Like you're putting yourselves in a terrible situation. Grown men and otherwise, they don't know what age you are. Even they shouldn't like grope you or like lean up on you. It's just like, what's going on here? Putting yourself in the situation. Like, oh if I, had a, I was talking to my one buddy who I met up with at Rolling Loud. Like if I had a daughter living in my household, I would not let her go to Rolling Loud or anything like that until she was like 18 plus. It's just like. Those circumstances are completely wild. I don't even care if I sound older like a boomer saying that. It was just kind of gross. I'm just thinking. I don't think it's that crazy to say that, Paulie. I think you're probably. uh, I think a lot of people would agree with you there. No, it was like very clearly they were too young in terms of just looking and this maturity to be there. I'm just like that's just like if I was a parent, even if I bought the tickets, I'm thinking like, tell me more about the festival. Let me look into it. I would have let them go. They lived in my household. They were minors. I would. Fuck yeah! Eighteen plus, eighteen plus go great. I would even still have my reservations if you lived in my household, especially the shit that I saw. Yeah. Well, why do girls go to music festivals? Well, um, I, I can say a couple things. The attention, bro. Yeah, attention. They want to have a good time and or maybe get fucked, depending on what their motives are. Right. If Paul the crazy, they're getting the fucked. with chicks there. It was future was about to go on it was like saturday night i saw these two chicks like they were pretty attractive until like early 20s 
they're from the west coast rolling loud they give out like water packs all day so like people don't get dehydrated and pass out this one girl comes up to me she's like oh she's like can you help me open this i just tear open i'm talking for a few she takes a little vial out i'm like oh what are you doing here like are you gonna do like coke or adderall or i look I'm like her and her friend it's like pink and they're just like railing i'm like all right pink wait they're railing molly before our future concert that's weird I don't like that. Like, that's different. <laughs> like, these girls are going to get fucked up romping around at this, like, concert right now. That's some veteran shit, bro. Like, oh, no, yeah. You can tell, like, they've been out like that before. But, like, still, it's just, like, maybe, like, no thank you. Like, I've had, like, my party and fair share. I'm like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, you're just railing Molly before a future concert. That's just different. Wait, wait, wait. Did, like, I, ever my, night? did I ever tell my um my mystery drug story on, on the podcast? Not that I know of. Ben, did I? No, maybe. Mystery drug. I don't think okay. so. Go ahead. So in Miami, last time I was there, it was for D's birthday. D and Coolie Wizard. We were on a boat. There was a lot of stuff going around. Mostly alcohol, but tons yeah, of other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, like normal stuff, like nothing wild. Nothing crazy. No heroin, but like, you know. Mrs. Cardinal, please uh, plug your ears for this part of that. No, she knows, she knows this. I told her this. She was one of the first people I told a little yeah. uppers, a little, a little fun, fun stuff. Exactly. And there was a lot of it. And so it was just a whole day. We started drinking at 2 p.m. That was when, like, when everyone got to the boat. So we were all good. And then we went out to space. And after it was me and a couple of other people that we all know. I'm not going to name names. We don't need to. Yeah, no, that's cool. Keep it kosher. But uh, <laughs> we were in space. Um, we're having a great time. I'm super drunk and still like feeling it, feeling the vibes. So vibes are high. I'm going like this, like just dancing, whatever. Like EDM dancing was literally just waving an arm. That's how I dance because I can't fucking dance. And um, a well-known money Twitter gentleman, not my business partner, but someone else, hands me uh, this random fucking pill. And it was Harry Swales, by the way. Yeah, it was Harry Swales. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. um, but yeah, so he hands me a pill at like 3 or 4 a.m., and I was like, what is this? He's like, don't ask stupid questions. Just take it. No, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a homie. So I was like, well, fuck. So I broke hey, it up into quarters. Drunk. I broke up into quarters. And um, I took a quarter of it. And with, like only a quarter. And I was like, I was feeling all right. So the other three quarters went to someone. Not going to say who, but he's like one of the most muscular dudes on Money Twitter. And um, he, so he took 1.75 of this, whatever it was, um, because he already had one. And the other guy was just like, who wants Mason's three quarters that he didn't need? And so I just gave it to this guy. And then um, we, were, we stayed for a while at space. I ended up getting home at like 7.30 in the morning. It was fucking wild. Um, and I was going to bed. My ears are ringing. It's just like, holy fuck. And I just I go to sleep and I wake up at like 2 in my hotel and um, I just wake up and as soon as my eyes pop up, my arm is flapping again, like I'm listening to music. And I'm like, oh, that's what that drug did. <laughs> Cause I didn't realize right away. Cause I was already so lit that I couldn't feel it. Like it was just like, whatever. And so I'm just flapping, just dancing. I'm like, there's no music. Like, why am I flapping right now? And um, I was doing that the entire day. So I took it at like, I guess it would have been Monday yeah, we we did this on a Sunday. Four a.m. Yeah, Monday till seven a.m. So Monday at like four a.m. Um, and then I I was feeling it still at 
like 2 30 p.m on monday Your body ain't used to it. that's why yeah and then on the plane home which was the next day at like 5 p.m i was still flapping to no music it was crazy it was the craziest it was so it, it lasted so long and i didn't know what it was at first i thought i thought it was molly and then i i googled um I Googled like drugs that look like this. I just Googled the description and I realized it was something called 2CB. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's basically supposed to be like some super long lasting psychedelic that stays in your system for days. So you can just like- Like a psychedelic, but almost like kind of like MDA, like Molly drug, MDMA Molly drug almost. Kinda. It was, it was fucked, bro. Would not do that it, again. It, no, thank you. That's a little too long for me. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's meant for like multiple day long, right? Like if you're, if you're somewhere for a weekend, like you take that Friday night and it rolls through the whole weekend. Exactly. Yeah. You take it at Friday with dinner and then you go out and you're just vibing all weekend you're, long. You until just call the Jersey Shore at that point. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. I don't mind chewing on my jaw for a couple of days, but that's a little, that's a little much. Yeah, I took acid once for like four days straight. That was, that was heavy. Don't remember that. that. I've never taken acid. I've done ecstasy, but I yeah, done it once. I I don't think I'll do it again. It has to be the right parameters. It, this was just like microdose and acid. I was just like fear and loathing the whole time, just like riding a wave. It's like yeah, chilling yeah. out. You guys seen Twenty One Jump Street? Is that yeah? Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, pretty much. This ride of the ways. Yeah, so like the fucking it's like five phases of that like whatever drug that they're like trying to get off the streets. That was oh, kind of what it was in the movie. It was funny as shit though. Sadly, this corny ass street name they used in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, the drug that they took where it's like phase one is like whoever you're looking at, their head just turns into ice cream, and then they're in the party mode, and then they're in the chill mode, and then they're in anger, and then they're just crying. Yeah, how do you remember that, bro? Oh yeah, I have this talent for remembering kids' movies. From Mason like, is the craziest memory of anybody you'll ever meet in your entire life. It's absurd. So it's a great podcast interview. So, Mace, what do you have for Ben next? What do I have? What for Ben? You drop another question. Oh, you want more questions, huh? Yeah. I mean, no matter me. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just like the Eddie Bravo here. I'm just like talking <laughs> shit the whole time. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's go on that Eddie Bravo wave. What's your guys' favorite uh, conspiracy theory that you think might be actually real? Besides 9-11, because we all know 9-11 actually was orchestrated by George Bush. That's obvious. Bird, birds aren't real. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Ben, yeah. Can you defend that point, Ben, or are you just going to sit there with it? You ever talk to a bird? No. Didn't think so. Don't mind me. I'm going to charge up my laptop or online. But mine was Epstein was a CIA and or Mossad asset. CIA? Yeah, CIA Mossad asset, where a lot of it was literally like premeditated with what he was doing with getting blackmail of people. Why do you, th why, okay, wait, I've heard that Ghislaine was the CIA because her dad was, is, was in Assad and Ghislaine was actually the one that was in charge of everything. Well, that's like the deeper conspiracy theory where I believe she was literally like the head honcho because that's what her father was alleged. And he got offed at some point. He owned a number of like BBC like publications. And all of a sudden he mysteriously like jumps off his yacht and or drowns. How does that happen? Um, Interesting. 
other than that, it's just like, all right, so you, you recruit Epstein. Epstein was essentially the face of the operation where like Glenn was kind of like the mastermind in the background. Where yeah. like I think it was like a co like dual covert operation where like they're working with Mossad in Israel, then he, they're working with the CIA. He may have went rogue a little bit, but it's just like they literally delivered just getting like information on politicians like domestically and like internationally just to like stockpile. And let them essentially have free reign. And or they didn't know what to extent that he was dealing while doing yeah. that. Dude, that's such a weird, like, bro, it's in plain fucking sight. Like, it's right there. Like, I have information. Like, they're not even trying to hide it. Like, they're not even pretending that, like, Epstein actually did kill himself. Like, that meme went around and, like, everyone was just like, yeah. Like, bro, there's so much hiding in plain sight with everything that's going on. Like, I'm, I'm really... Um, we'll never know. Like, none of us will actually ever know, like, what's actually yeah. going on. But I, like, I do believe that, like, governments, as far as we know, are just like a front for like whatever. Like, they're just order takers, essentially. Well, it really runs governments or your defense intelligence departments, at least in the United States. But even still, there's motives deeper than that. Like, do you believe in like some sort of like new world order type of thing? Yes and no. So what does that look like to you? So I think you have like people who want to like unify like the world in essence, like globalize. Yeah. Certain global powers, but you still have apprehension from like a nationalist standpoint where like people are not fully buying in with certain countries. And there's ramifications of that. that you don't fully buy in either those candidates get ousted and or assassinated. You see it typically in third world countries. There were a number of like third world leaders who didn't like declare COVID emergency. All of a sudden, they mysteriously got assassinated. Yeah. Well, like, what about the, the president or prime minister of Sweden? What happened to them? I don't know what happened to them. What, what do you know about them? Well, I'm just because that's that's one of the countries that like was pretty resistant. Yeah, I, I, I don't know really the background of that one in particular, but that, that's an interesting case then. But like, um, Boris Johnson's gone, right? Yeah, he's out. Italian prime minister's gone. Uh, well, I think they're cleaning house now where like certain guys were essentially, I like to say the business term is like if, when someone comes in from like a CEO standpoint, when you're a rainmaker, like you take orders and like use things and then like you got to get out at some point because like you're not sustainable long term. Yeah. Like Boris Johnson, like you carry out the orders, then you got to get the fuck out because like you can't keep it long term. That's a great analogy for what a government is. A government is a CEO, but the CEO does not have all the power in the company. They make decisions, but they still have to pass by. Yeah, that's like the president, prime minister, certainly entities. It's just like you're there temporarily, but it's just like you have certain like roles where like certain CEOs come in. They're not there long term. They're there to make change and or enact some kind of agenda. And I feel like during the whole COVID phase, certain like prime ministers and presidents and leaders were essentially there to enact an agenda. And then they're getting booted out for various reasons. Legitimate so or not. Who is the board of directors of the world? And See, that's take. The question. I don't know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners. Andrew Tate and Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Dude, board yeah. Of directors of the world. It's really, man. It's just like, look where the money's going. It's like, who's funding all these, like, global organizations? Some of it's known, some of it's not known. But it's, like, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah, I mean, but like they're also way smarter than us, and I feel like if they were going to make it known, like 
I don't know. Like, why would they make it known? Like, money can be sent in secret. So, like, it, what's it's not the NRA. It's not what's the what's the big like gun company? Huntington or something? Like Remington. Remington. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. Like, who is it, bro? Ben. While you were gone, we made an analogy. Holly and I came up with this. You know how a CEO is usually a short-term role that you fill in a company and the person that hires a CEO is really the board of directors. Those are the people in charge. Governments are CEOs in the world. So who in the world is the board of directors? Who's above the... Who's above like the presidents and or prime ministers? It's a bold question here for four o'clock Eastern time on a Thursday, but I like it. And we're all in agreement that it isn't Andrew Tate, or is that still- it isn't Andrew Tate? No, uh, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't know who has the most money. Is it about that though? I think it's really. I'm big on like it's whoever the defense and/or intelligence departments are, at least in the United States at this point. Kind of dates back to like post World War II in the United States, where like yeah, that's all of a sudden it- defense departments and intelligence departments have way more influence on like domestic and or foreign policy. Yeah. They were talking about military industrial complex back in 53. That was Eisenhower. Yeah. Um, there's that memory for you, Ben. Were you yeah. alive in 1953? Yeah, dude, I remember it. I remember I was there for the speech. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. It's crazy. I, like, we'll never know. Never fully. That's why I'm just kind of like, how I live my life, it's like, there's certain powers that be higher than me, right or wrong. Let me control my destiny to what extent where I don't get wrapped up in the, the political bullshit. I'm aware of it to some extent. But like, if you like overanalyze what's going on politics-wise, you're going to be very cynical and like overly pragmatic long-term. Mm-hmm. I know people like that. It's not worth it. Am I being a little ignorant? Maybe. I don't care though. Because it's just like, it doesn't directly affect my day-to-day. What can I do about it? I agree. I think that's why you see like so many older people as they get older and they have less to do, like they'll just start learning a ton about politics. Like yeah. it's just time pass. Like it's, it's still fucking entertainment low key at the end of the day. It's just like something to concentrate on trade on that isn't actually helping your life. Dude. Think about the people who vote the most. It's old people who are retired and people who are unemployed, like coming out of college. Yeah, that, those are your two biggest voting blocks. Yeah, and people that are fucking weirdo soap opera lovers that like work for like some dumb blog, and they just like they're just independent journalists, and they just care so much. Like, dude, Hello. it's like the it's the bell curve all over again, where it's like the dumb people are like, I don't care about politics. Up here, they're like, oh, we need to make change, we need to you know whatever, and then down here, the really smart people are like, I don't give a fuck about politics. Like, why, why? Like, dude, the only thing that you can control is what you do day to day. I'm never going to control politics unless I run for office, in which case everyone's going to love me. I'm going to be a huge fan. I would vote for you. You'd be like the second coming of JFK, but um, they can't. Yeah, JFK. Dude, I'm going to forge an American birth certificate and I'm going to run for president. I mean, that's what Barack Obama did. Oh, that's that's (laughs) Obama gate. If Paul was a president, if Paul was a president, who would he be? Oh, Paul would be. Paul would be Jimmy Carter. Yeah. 
Jimmy, yeah, no, here's why. Jimmy Carter was like a super like chill, laid back dude. He kind of had a career in politics, but like the thing that really mattered was his local community and his little peanut farm. He had a peanut farm. And so, yeah, did he? Yeah, he had a bad rep in hindsight, looking back on it. Dude, Jimmy Carter is fucking still alive. Is that insane? Yeah, but like he actually is a true humanitarian, regardless of his political affiliation or not. So I, oh, I, fuck with him. I don't even know what he did. I, I don't really. He really didn't do much. He's almost kind of like a lame duck in terms of history, but like he legitimately cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would be Ronald Reagan. No, I w- uh, yeah, I would say like I'd probably be like a Reagan. Do you want to be a Reagan? Oh, my. You're um you're Abe Lincoln, bro. Yeah. Free and slaves. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right, baby. Free and those you'll have herpes, baby. He still can have sex with me. It's all good. Free at last, free at last. Yeah, that's Ben, yo. You're Bill Clinton, bro. <laughs> you'll fuck anything. Shorty uh Shorty responded to me. What'd she say? Yeah, she did? Yeah, she's like, You wanna run it back? I was like, <laughs> Did she say that? Like not verbatim, but she responded. So. Essentially, run it back. Yeah. <laughs> so gotta, run it back, Turbo. Put the audio in there right now. <laughs> Get her on a call, bro. Should we invite her to the Zoom? Should I? No, dude. Because then she's gonna listen to the podcast and hear that we've been talking. Oh no, about it'd be great. Herpes the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't discriminate. There's people who have are very upstanding individuals that like sex. Yeah, but she probably doesn't want us telling all fucking thirty-seven thousand of your listeners that. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, though, but she doesn't have to know it's a podcast. It can just be like the boys hanging out. Well, I I still think that's private information that shouldn't have been shared. You have a point, but it could be electric. But she'll never know. (laughs) What's her name? I just want to know her name. I'm not going to look her up or anything. Mace, don't do it. Her name's... uh, I don't remember her name. Jane. Jane. Oh, fuck. Makes a lot of sense. No, it was like Angela. No. Angela would too. No, nah, it wasn't Angela. Dude, it was like a hot name. It was a hot I'm sure she's a very it is a hot name. young woman, but she's got herpes. It, it happens. Dude, just ruined. Ru- I, bro, honestly, like, dude, ruined. ruined. It's That's a damn shame. It is like, I, I would have wiped her. But she's got herpes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not forget <laughs> that she has herpes. I mean, like, how important is that, though, really? Like, all right, listeners out there, use protection within reason. I understand if it, you want to go raw. I've done it many a times. But sometimes <laughs> there's girls out there where you might need to invest in a dental dam. And you might be asking me right now, Paul, what's a dental dam? It's a rubber for your mouth. I've never <laughs> used it. But would I use one in certain retrospects? With an Angela? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> very enticing a dental dam <laughs> holy fuck i think that's a great place to end the podcast boys thanks for coming on Dude, this was so fun this is a great podcast oh yeah this one was just like we're literally just shooting this shit the whole time yeah i thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it boys um i will see you in miami soon paul you get to come you get to come down i'll come on back let's plan a trip Dave, don't catch anything. Put the put a rubber on, and uh, I don't know how you do your outros. Flew on my bitch out from Thailand. She do the most. My niggas hot like some cayenne. Sitting in your throat. They spend a quarter million in a private just for the show. Shawty gon'
gon' call a nigga your highness Cause we fuck on the low And I get about 12 for a key If a nigga playin' chess, I'm king My niggas riding with Berettas, fuckin' steam You know I'm poppin' every little team Got a lot of these 